The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, clear sky, 65 degrees in Buffalo. Police provided an update on escaped prisoner Michael Burham as the hunt for the dangerous fugitive has now gone on for over a week. The homicide suspect, said to have survivalist skills, broke out of a Pennsylvania jail through the roof overnight last Thursday. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said the public could play a big part in the search for Burham, including people right here. I continue to ask residents of Northwestern PA and Western New York to regularly review their doorbell and surveillance camera footage for anything they think might be helpful uh, to this search. If there is something they have a concern about, please let us take a look at it. The U.S. Marshals today increased their reward offering. The combined reward now amounts to up to $22,000 offered by Crime Stoppers and the United States Marshals for information leading to the apprehension of Michael Burham. So a big plea for public help there. Investigators believe Burham got help from someone during his getaway. Police urging people to be on the lookout for supplies that he might be using. They shared a picture of a backpack wrapped in a dark colored tarp hidden under a log that they say Burham almost certainly used as a supply stash. Over 200 officers have been searching the rugged, wooded forest and parts of New York as well. Back here, more work must now take place at a Buffalo Park that was getting renovated after large-scale vandalism. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has the latest on MLK Park. Buffalo Police continues to investigate recent incidents of vandalism at Martin Luther King Jr. Park that saw damage to both the MLK Park Casino as well as the splash pad adjacent to the casino. Officials say the majority of damage occurred <laughs> oh, at the casino, which has been under renovation for some time now. We we're close to finishing the project that we were working on and getting ready to have that be able to be open and turned over the casino itself. This damage sets us back some, so it's unfortunate and it's kind of sad. Bad news that this vandalism occurred. Extensive damage to interior walls and furniture, fixtures, thermostats ripped off the wall, activated the fire alarm system, the Ansel system. So, you know, a lot of things that we've got to go back, restore, rebuild, take out, replace. So we're going to move as fast as we can to get that completed and get it open. Yeah. That's Commissioner for the Department of Public Works, Nate Martin. With the damages to the MLK Casino, Martin says there is no timeline at this point as to when cleanup efforts will be wrapped up. Depending on what some of the lead items, you know, there's some time, some replacement items. Wall repair is a quicker element. And a thermostat replacement can be quicker. Some of them might be a little bit more extensive. So I don't have a definitive timeline, but we're working on it actively. While the vandalism is discouraging for Martin, Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown is also discouraged by those actions, as is one local leader at the state assembly level who has already offered a lending hand to the mayor. I got a call from New York State Assembly Majority Leader Crystal People Stokes this morning, also expressing her great disappointment in the vandalism at Martin Luther King Park and letting me know that she would be working at the state level to help provide resources, funding to the city to repair the significant damage that has been done to Martin Luther King Park. More on the ongoing cleanup efforts at MLK Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right. Well, the World Health Organization releasing some new research this week classifying a common artificial sweetener called aspartame as a carcinogen, recommending people be mindful of the amount they consume in products like diet, pop, and sugar-free gum. Andrea Fujii has more. Aspartame has been widely used since the 1980s. Experts say this report does not mean people should change their lifestyle as long as they consume only a moderate amount of aspartame. So how much is safe? 
The WHO says the acceptable daily level for a person weighing about 155 pounds is the equivalent of up to 14 cans of diet soda per day. Which, if I'm the World Health Organization, I might want to step in and say, it's not great. That's not a good idea for anybody, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you have that. It would take uh, quite a bit, apparently. Uh, because of that, that's why the FDA is uh, not uh, on board with the World Health Organization saying that this is, uh, you know, unhealthy. Uh, it would have to be about uh, 14 or so cans of Diet Pop every single day to reach that unhealthy wow. level of aspartame. So something to keep in mind. It's, it would take some extreme pop chugging yes. to be able to uh, say you're part of this. The White uh, sorry, House Republicans say it's unacceptable that the Secret Service can't find who placed cocaine in a White House visitor locker during a weekend guided tour. Republican Representative Tim Burchett demanding answers the Secret Service says it doesn't have, that they found the cocaine in a visitor randomly selected locker that they don't control or know who used it. And to say that they don't know who it is, to me, somebody should lose their job over this. Other Republicans saying someone could have just as easily brought in anthrax as a visitor on the special West Wing tours. Unclear what, if anything, the Secret Service will change. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. WBEN Newstime 507, an unprecedented announcement. The Food and Drug Administration approving the first daily birth control pill in the United States that can be sold without a prescription. Basically, this is one type of birth control pill. It's a progestin-only pill called O-Pill, and it's going to move from behind pharmacy counters onto shelves. It's going to be sitting right there next to, you know, Tylenol and Motrin, and people can pick it any up any time of the day, and they can even purchase it online. And Flaherty, there with the latest. Major labor dispute, two of the biggest unions in Hollywood, forcing the shutdown of productions industry-wide. Hollywood actors are waking up this morning on strike and will take to the picket lines today. They join the writers, who have already been on strike for over two months. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Family Guy star Alex Borstein just got two Emmy nominations this week for her roles on both shows. She tells me no one wants a strike, but she's 100% behind it. There's a lot at stake. Streaming is a huge, huge animal in the business right now, and... And, and we haven't, like, created a proper saddle to write it. The studios, represented by the AMPTP, have said they offered historic raises and more, but both sides seem to be really far apart. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. All right. Uh, actors on strike, writers on strike. So it's like all of Hollywood on strike. Nothing uh, going to be done in the foreseeable future. We'll be talking more about this throughout the rest of the day. Here on WBEN, Amazon Prime Day ended. Data coming in shows sales up compared to last year. Not just at Amazon, but at many other retailers that took part in sales throughout the week. Alex Stone interviewed Patrick Brown, who's vice president of growth marketing at Adobe Analytics. He told us how big the event was compared to other important annual shopping events. Prime Day for day one was about $6.4 billion. Prime Day day two was about $6.3 billion in the U.S., and just to put those numbers in context, Thanksgiving around Cyber Week is about $5 billion. Black Friday is around $9 billion. Oh, And uh, Cyber Monday, it's now like Prime Day, yeah. Cyber Monday. They're uh, right there back and forth, wow. which they said is kind of incredible for something that just popped up yeah. a couple of years ago. So uh, big shopping day. Sounds like just about everybody bought something. And the extreme weather coast to coast 
continues. Temperatures out west set to get even hotter and more dangerous this weekend. Phoenix and that stunning number, 14 straight days of temperatures at or above 110 degrees. In Houston, the extreme heat nearly costing 63-year-old John Longoria his life collapsing while mowing his lawn. I uh, drove myself to the nearest fire station and once I got there, uh, they uh, checked me out and I was having a heart attack. Experts say these punishing heat events are more frequent, intense and longer due to human-caused climate change. That's Matt Rivers in Phoenix. I can't even imagine dealing with that heat That's, for uh, so many days in a row. It's a dry heat, though. Isn't mm-hmm. that what they say? I don't know. When you're over 100 <laughs> degrees, uh, it's not pleasant. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny and pleasant today with temperatures near 80 degrees this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy. Overnight lows in the mid-60s. Warm and humid for your Saturday. The chance for a shower or thunder shower later in the day. Temperatures in the low to mid-80s. On Sunday, a few showers very early in the day. And then a couple of storms will develop later in the afternoon with highs near 80. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Kevin Heffernan is joining us on WBEN this morning with Go Bike Buffalo. The Sky Ride is Sunday, the one day of the year you can ride your bike on the Buffalo Skyway. And Kevin, this is always a big draw. What are we looking at on Sunday? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we're looking at our largest event yet. Um, folks who have registered are coming up on 1,500 um, and it's really hitting our goal of becoming a regional draw. We've got people coming in from Ontario, uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and uh, Rochester and downstate New York, too. So really something we've been aiming to build it into is happening. Yeah, I'm, it's probably no surprise to you that you have so many people interested. It's a unique opportunity to view Buffalo. We were saying before, it, you always want to stop and look at the view from the top of the Skyway. You shouldn't do it, though, when you're driving on it. You can kind of enjoy it a little more at a leisurely pace when you're on a bike. That's right. Um, Our rule, of course, is we cannot stop at the top, but you can ride as slowly as you'd like, Um, and so many people do. And, yeah, on the way into the city, you get an incredible view of downtown, and then you're going to turn around at Church Street and do it all over again and get that view of Lake Erie and our waterfront. It's an amazing view. how long is the ride itself? Like, where does it start? Where does it end? Sure. So we've got a big party happening on the Outer Harbor concert venue. So that's where registration is. And then everybody takes a casual ride down Furman Boulevard, which remains open, as does Ohio Street, um, to Tiff Street. And that's where we uh, get on at the on-ramp there. And then everyone's invited to do as many loops as they'd like. So you're going from Tift. Uh, all the way into downtown at church, turn right around and do it again. Um, and then we've expanded this post-party too. So we've got food and drinks and music, and we take over the tents that are already at that concert venue downtown. Uh, it can be pretty intimidating, I'm guessing, you know, uh, being faced with riding up, you know, the skyway super high, uh, you know, not necessarily the fear of heights part, which probably uh hopefully most people don't have who are doing the sky ride but just you know actually cycling up to the skyway what's the skill level or strength you need to complete the ride yeah that is a challenge we have when we're asking people to do it oh i can never get up there but it was built um for commercial tractor trailers um to go up and down and you know not see their brakes fail so the the grade is very gradual 
um, which surprises you. But when you actually look at it, it's, it is a hill up, but it takes uh, a couple miles to get you up there. Um, the, the whole distance when you do a full loop is about eight and a half miles. And some of our participants will only do that one loop, and then be like, that was amazing. I'm ready to grab a drink now. <laughs> so um, we tell people, you know, give it a shot. The, the grade won't, won't be too much of a challenge, but when it comes to that fear of heights, um, all we can really say is we ride on the inside lane. We're not riding along the outside edge of that, of that highway, so you're going to be safe. Yeah, it's longer than you think. I think when you're you're thinking of the Skyway, you just think it's a short, kind of a short bridge, but it's really a lot longer than you think. Yeah, um, we have a race this year for the first time, and that takes off at 7 a.m. as opposed to the regular ride at 8.45. And uh, that's something that people have been asking for for a long time. And they're the ones, uh, our, our high category racers are saying, only three laps, come on. <laughs> and so those people are doing uh, over 26 miles and we're, asking for more so we're we're happy to host that event uh earlier and then invite everybody to get a lot more casual for the classic ride later in the morning yeah that is uh, pretty cool to be uh, racing up on the skyway all right it's a big you know premier event uh, you've been using it to kind of uh, raise uh, bike awareness get more people out on bikes uh, what do you think about that effort how's it been going over the last several years yeah this is year nine um all we missed was 2020 um all this way and it always has been a celebration of cycling. Um, and it's an introduction for a lot of people to cycling without uh, having to share the road with a car um, and the stress that that can sometimes invoke. Um, so we get people up there to experience that feeling and that joy. And then, you know, as our work continues throughout the year to turn abandoned rail into trails or to build a protected cycle track like something we saw on Niagara Street, um, a lot more people are like, oh, yeah, I, I would like that. I, I do support that. So, you know, it, it fits in with our mission, but ultimately so many people are there because that, that view, you know, that's what they want to get up there for. What do you need to register, and, and is there a deadline? Yes, thanks for asking. Skyridebuffalo.org um, has everything from our frequently asked questions to details on timing and everything, and that's where you'll register. Um, but it does close at noon today. Um, just so that we can get all our packets ready and everything. But you can also register on-site day of uh, with us at Outer Harbor. Um, so it, it's $45 until noon today, and then it's $50 uh, day of. And, of course, those costs go to cover all the road closures, um, all the permits, uh, all the staff we need to make that happen, um, and our insurance and everything else that we use to make it safe. And, of course, it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. All right, and a lot of people looking forward to taking part. Hey, Kevin, uh, good luck with everything uh, that takes place this weekend. Thank you so much. It's a rain or shine event, so we hope to see all our registrants down there. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.